The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Nevertheless, she persisted. Remember when Senator Mitch McConnell inadvertently coined that feminist catchphrase two years ago? It was during an interview where he was describing why he and his fellow Senate Republicans voted to stop Elizabeth Warren from speaking during a debate over the Jeff Sessions nomination for Attorney General. McConnell's more full quote says this, She was warned, she was given an explanation, nevertheless, she persisted. It became a rallying cry almost immediately for feminists everywhere, and for good reason. It so succinctly, in one quote, summed up what women have experienced and felt from men for ages, and it concludes with this bold statement of resistance. Nevertheless, she persisted. It seems to me that a spirit of feminist resistance and persistence is necessary now more than ever. All around us we see women being silenced, and we see women's bodily autonomy being legislated against. In the past three months alone, five states have enacted laws that severely restrict abortion access sometimes as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. The Alabama law that was signed by the governor just last week, it bans abortion in nearly all cases, with no exceptions for rape or incest, and it carries up to a 99-year prison sentence for doctors who perform the procedure. Despite these brutally restrictive laws and almost complete abortion bans, there is still reason to hope that even in the face of systemic, legislated oppression. Nevertheless, she persisted. And persistent women prevail. Today we have an inspiring example of a persistent and powerful woman in our first reading from Acts. Her name is Lydia, and as a result of her persistence, she prevails. We find Lydia by the river in Philippi. This is where Paul and Silas and Timothy are traveling after Paul has had a vision. He sets sail looking for a man to share the good news with in Macedonia. 
and they land in Philippi, where a leading city in Macedonia. But instead of finding that man in the vision, Paul and Timothy and Silas encounter Lydia and a group of women. We are told that Lydia is from Thyatira. She's described first and foremost as a worshiper of God. The text goes on to describe what she does, the work that she does. And she's a dealer in purple cloth. And now in these times, purple cloth was prestigious because purple was a rare color in nature and the cost of creating the dye was a huge expense. And that made purple cloth exclusive and expensive. It also indicates to us that Lydia was probably doing pretty well for herself financially. It's also indicative of her financial standing that she is able and willing to support Paul, Silas, and Timothy by offering them shelter in her home. In the text it says, The Lord opened Lydia's heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul by the river. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. In this way, Lydia is a powerful example of generosity and radical hospitality. Not even a native of Philippi herself, Lydia welcomes strangers into her home in a land where she once was a stranger. And I love that phrase at the end there, and she prevailed upon us. Or to shorten it and combine it with the earlier feminist catchphrase that I mentioned, we could say, nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. It is by way of her urging and her persistence that Lydia prevails and the radical hospitality that she offers is received by Paul and Silas and Timothy. And it is that hospitality that lays a foundation for the church to be strengthened as Paul and his entourage traveled, planting communities of Christ-following people. Then and now, those who demonstrate their faithfulness in both words and deeds, and those who extend generous hospitality, like Lydia, those are who strengthen the body of Christ. And it is the proclamation of the good news that opens our hearts, and it's open hearts that open doors. But we live in a closed-hearted community, where doors are being shut, where walls are being built, and where forced removal and deportation of our fellow siblings is being justified in the name of law and order. And nowhere has this been more real to me or closer to home for me than it has been in the past two weeks. And that's because my fellow colleague and graduate of the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago, Pastor Betty Rendon and her husband Carlos, they were arrested by ICE and are currently in a detention center in southern Illinois. And we just found out on Friday that they have been scheduled to be deported back to Columbia this coming Tuesday. This is not radical hospitality, and this is definitely not justice. Pastor Betty and her family fled from Colombia for the United States 
all the way back 15 years ago in 2004. During that time, Colombia was in a civil war, and guerrilla fighters had tried to recruit students at the school where Pastor Betty was serving at that time as a principal. But Betty prevented them from coming on campus, so they threatened her life. As a result, Pastor Betty and her family fled to America on a visa and applied for asylum. But they were denied. And they were denied because there wasn't a police report to corroborate her life-threatening story. But that is often the case, as police can also be targeted if they get involved. Fearing for the safety of her family, they decided to stay in America anyways. And, get, and Betty ended up getting her master's degree and working towards her PhD at LSTC in Hyde Park. She also began serving as a pastor for Emmaus Lutheran Church in Racine, Wisconsin. Now, all of a sudden, for no other reason than overstaying her visa, Pastor Betty's life is once again being threatened as she awaits deportation to a country that is not safe for her. Nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. That is the good news that I need right now. The good news that opens my heart to the hope that Pastor Betty and her husband will be free and will be able to remain here in safety. But it is on us as well to demonstrate our faithfulness in words and in deeds, to call on our senators to stop this deportation. And if you would like to do that, I've included some flyers in the back that you can take with you on your way out. Pastor Betty, her heart was opened by the Lord, and she, like Lydia, radically provided hospitality and shelter to the children at her school who were actively being recruited into war. She risked her life for her students. She fled for her safety, and even after arriving in the United States, Pastor Betty continued her work of offering radical hospitality in her role as a pastor. Pastor Betty offering hospitality to strangers in a country where she once was a stranger. Yet, somehow, out of nowhere, our closed-hearted country demands her deportation back into a life-threatening situation. Nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. Fear, sadness, even anger, those emotions might overcome us in this moment. But today in our gospel, we were also reminded that it is the Holy Spirit, the advocate, as Jesus says in our gospel, that God has sent to us to, to teach us and to remind us of the peace that Jesus leaves with us, the peace that Jesus gives to us that the world cannot give. So do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Instead, like Lydia, like Pastor Betty, and like countless other powerful, persistent, prevailing women before us, let our hearts be opened to the Lord, to the good news that this peace surpasses all human understanding. And in this season of Easter victory, the good news of Jesus Christ prevailing over death opens our hearts to this unsurpassable peace. It opens our hearts and it opens our doors. And it is this radical hospitality 
that strengthens the body of Christ. And it fills us with hope that even in the face of legislated evil, the advocate is with us, empowering us. And nevertheless, the advocate, she persisted and she prevailed.